We're thinking we're the voices of reason right here. And that's scary when Chris and Mitch. Dad used to tell me all the time. He used to tell me all the time. Son, don't worry about the mules. Just load the wagon. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be back. Uh, Chris and I got some great stuff planned today. Uh, a little Q&A in here. Uh, also, I want to start us off, though, with a State of the Union when it comes to sports in Kansas. Obviously, this last week and a half stretch has been rough. Three in a row. I mean, Kansas Twitter, Kansas really anything. TV, radio, message boards are in mayday, end of the world mode. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. I mean, everyone's calling. Every You see so many different takes that, like, I, we were even reading the comments on what we posted yesterday, giving, trying to get fans to give us feedback. I'm reading some of the stuff being like, what are you watching? I, and I've also never heard of it. Like, somebody asked if Coach Self was going to retire or something like that. I'm like, dude, these people are just making scenarios up in their heads. But what is your opinion on our, on our little three-game stretch? That hasn't been great. I think you look at this stretch and... Every team that we've played has been a potential Final Four team. You you uh, started off with K State. They uh, Jerome Tang has done an excellent job there. He's got that team turned turns completely 180. Which which well I'll say is for Mitch without context right here. It's very hard for me to say. It hurts and that hurt. That made us both nauseous when we were talking about it earlier. But go on. <laughs> but so they're playing great basketball. There's no denying that. Uh, I think you look at. Their culture in that program completely changed. So I, uh, I'm excited for the rematch in the field house. Uh, then you go on to the TCU. Of the three losses, I think the TCU loss by 20 points is is the one that uh, is the most, I don't know if unacceptable is the right word, but it would be wor- worrisome would be my kind of Yeah, the most, wor- most worrisome for, for, uh, for this team. Um, you don't lose in the field house. I know, that, I know that's uh, something that we've gotten used to. But that game... That's one of those ones that stinks. I mean, you play bad and it's at home and, and you get and you get busted. I mean, uh, that, there's not much else you could say about that. I mean, there's going to be a lot of learning points we take away from that game. Going on to this last game, I just couldn't I, I couldn't get my head around with Baylor is how everyone was like, oh, this guy's falling, blah, 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 Baylor, Baylor, Baylor this, they're not even that good of a team. Dude, they, they had their three games get early, but they are rolling. I don't think other teams understand that or other – like people understand yeah. that they're they're a great team. They have a, they have a chance to be a Final Four team. They've won a national championship in the last three four years. They're a good team. I think Scott Drew knows what, knows what he's doing with that program. And there's worse teams to have a three game skit against. I think we're I think we're I think we're going to be okay heading into K, to Kentucky. There's a it's a non non conference game. We've always talked about this in the past. Coach Self says, how much do these games? truly matter in the grand scheme of things yeah. maybe a little bit more now that we're on a we're on a, on a oh, skid yeah. we've never lost four in a row with coach self the last time we did i think was in the roy williams era when we lost eight in a row but uh i i really i really don't think that going into kate into kentucky that we're going to have much of a extension of the skit i think i think i think the guys are locked in uh, just see, just seeing them and how they're keeping keeping them down low on social media keeping them keeping to themselves and really focusing on what can what can help them get better is, is something I think we're gonna use to our advantage. And I think so. You look back at these games. I know you already mentioned it. Like there there could have been a way worse three game skit. But you look at a top fifteen matchup at Kansas State away. I know it's Kansas State. We all want to win that game. And we've been so spoiled. For, I mean, literally for eight however long Coach Sell's been there eighteen years, nineteen years. Like he wins those games a very good percentage of the time but if you really look at it critically it's those games are toss-ups you're playing away against a top 15 opponent mm-hmm. that's a toss-up game you lose a good percentage of those you want to win 50 percent of them obviously our winning percentage is higher yeah anywhere else other but kansas you're you're getting 50 50 at kansas you're gonna get an 80 20 yeah oh yeah they think they think that those games everyone thinks that those games are locks and as players and as former players we do too but it's just because we've been watching back indoctrinated with the excellence of Kansas almost oh, no. I mean it's been unreal you think about the close games we won we have like a less 70% winning percentage uh, and games decided by less than 5% yeah 5 points I mean yeah 5 points and we won 18 in a row unreal Eight, and within 5 points we won 18 in a row like it's gonna end but I mean obviously you said TCU is a big concern and it's not even because of the fact that we got beat by 20 you don't lose at home those are the games you want to win the Big 12. Coach Self always broke it down to us. Like, you win every single one of your home games. If you win every one of your home games. That's a non-negotiable. Games, that's a non-negotiable. You win every one of your home games. You have a very good shot at winning the Big 12. 
So dropping one there, especially at Allen, like that one hurts. Now, for 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 context, we've only won every single home game once in the last six years, and that was with arguably one of the uh, how should I say this? Not the best Kansas basketball teams, and that was in the 2018-2019 season, I believe. I think yeah, I think that was true. I don't think we. I think we only won like one or two road games. Yeah, so like you, so yeah. In, in that league, had or in that year, you had to win every home game because had you been probably said, yeah, done on the road. So yeah. it uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of this season goes. But like we talked about earlier, it's good that this skid is happening early in the season because it gives you time to recover from it and gain ahead of steam. Like there's okay. there's been times in the past. That was just a long time ago, but in 2005, like when, when Wayne is his senior year, we had this skip later on in the season, and I think that that kind of impacted them in in, in March because it did, allowed them to kind of stumble a little bit. You look at the the other time, one of the other times that we've had a three game skid was in the 2012 2013 season, I believe. With uh, I think that was like Jeff and Jeff with the Jeff. Travis, Elijah, uh-huh. and that was here. Wasn't that the year that Elijah had like thirty something against thirty nine? Yeah, thirty nine against Iowa. So State. like that that team had a three game skid, but it was earlier in the season, and then they performed well going into the tournament and played played some good basketball. Ended up losing to I think Michigan. It was Michigan. Michigan. Yes, on the maybe like outside of my playing time and outside of my brother's playing time at Kansas, maybe one of the most heartbreaking Heart- moments. I watched that game in. We were, I was playing high school basketball. We were on an away trip and we had drunk. in fifth grade. Don't call me old. I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> I was in high school. I was in high school. Yeah, but. <laughs> we were, uh, we were on a away trip, drove two hours, and everybody on the bus is, knows I'm a Kansas fan. And we have, we're all huddled around the phone and watching this game. And that shot really, it hurt me, <laughs> hurt me to the core. But, uh, this kind of is a good transition point into our next topic. Like, speaking of these, these, these past seasons, um, when we've had three-game losing streaks, there's never been a coach self team to make it to an elite eight with a three-game losing streak. But that has nothing to do with those seasons. I don't believe each, oh, no. each one of those each one of those game each one of those seasons had something completely different than the three-game streak affecting it. You have the 2013 when Trey Burke hits that crazy shot, and then you have in 2005 that team stumbled late in the season. They had they had they had some problems going into the tournament that caused a little bit of of their uh, late season ending, um, and then you think about the 2021 team or 2020 2021 team. We struggled late in the season because we had COVID. We had COVID illness. Uh, we had going into the we had a lot of momentum going into the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you do you remember how that how that played out? So I mean we we always hit our skid in the season. We had a very hard time finishing games on the road. No doubt about that. Those that's kind of been um, our vice in those years that we didn't when we broke the streak um, in 2019, 2020, and when or in yeah, no, in 2018, 2019, and then when we didn't win again in 2020 and 2021, um, we had a trouble on the road. But we got back home. We played Baylor at home, our last game of the season. Uh, senior night, Marcus Gare was the only senior. Went out locked up and beat him by I think what 15. No, we didn't. I thought we only beat him by like. Eight or ten. Either way, so it was, it was, it was yeah. a decently comfortable win. Yeah, we came into the tournament hot. And Oklahoma had our number earlier in the year, and they were playing really, really well. We go out there that first game. Well, Dave gets COVID before the tournament. Jay Will gets Jay Wood after we play Oklahoma. And we have a very good game, and what we sat on that team and that team's rolling. Like well, if, team. if we if we get to continue playing in that tournament, if you think about it, like if we win if we win our next game and then we play well in the in the championship game. Maybe we're not on the seed line. I think it was a four seed in yeah. NCAA tournament. Maybe we missed playing you know, a five seed. Yeah, yeah. OC was obviously just like a monster, a monster of a five seed. You've got I think Evan Mobley, like that guy's unreal, playing playing great ball in the NBA. And yeah. there's, they had a lot of pieces on that team. I mean, I think that Drew, I think it's P- Peterson, Peter, the white dude, the white guy. Yeah, he, he's cooked. He's us. he cooked us. He and cooked you look at him now, he's still cooking in college. Like that guy, that guy was a was a monster for them and. We had, we ran into a buzzsaw that year. Yeah, and I think you look at that, and you said earlier with the 2005 team, and then you look at this team. It's like it's very, very hard to gain momentum again late in season. Yes, 100%. And it's also very easy to gain momentum again in early season. Yeah, so I think this team is this 
this season is far from being thrown, thrown away. I mean, we're only we're we're only at the beginning of our Big Twelve Big Twelve yeah, play. And I mean, it, yeah, ideally you don't you don't hit this streak. There's no doubt about it. But if you could pick a time and a place to have it in the season, this would probably be about the most perfect time. And we said it earlier, those every team has this bounce back, has this kind of stretch. Baylor's had this year. Kentucky had it early on and had it like a very long one. And they're coming back and they're being, hey, yeah, their record may not show it, but ask anybody, do you want to go play in Rupp Arena right now against Kentucky? It's absolutely not. And I think that just like you, it shows the character of every single team. There's so many teams throughout. If you watch the rankings, they get up very high and they're sitting there at 10 and they're sitting pretty and then they lose one. And they drop two, and then they drop three, and then they win one, and then they keep on dropping more and more and winning back-to-back. It's really that you can tell who the great teams in the country when they go through skids like this and how they come back after. Yeah. And I think that these, obviously, Kentucky game doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, as we said before. But w- this next two weeks, we'll, just, we'll figure out who these guys are. Yeah, we can, we can go, if, say, if we, if we win the next four games, we're going to be... We're gonna be in the driver's seat in the Big Twelve. We'll be in the driver's seat. We'll be middle five. We'll we'll be top five in the country. Yeah, but then we start to talk about the the opposite side of that. You win two of these games, one of these games, then you're gonna be then you're gonna be questioning. Oh, what? Where? How do? How do we fit? Are we on a? Are we on a? We, we still have the opportunity if we win two of these games. I think we still have the opportunity to be a, a four a four seed on the four league and still five the Big Twelve too. But we can still win the Big Twelve. Because it's been so so much of a bear. I think we're talking about like there's four teams tied for first right now. Yeah. We're tied with TCU for second. Like there's six teams right there. If you could if you could name one Big Twelve team you would like to, if we were just starting the Big Twelve conference play right now, if you could pick one Big Twelve team you'd want to go play away, you would pick none of them. The worst team in our league, is Texas Tech, and I think they're all their losses except for two have come outside of. They were religion. really freaking good team. Do you want to go to Lubbock and go play at 0-9 team? Absolutely not. They were hungry. Like, I think this, we we talked about this a little bit, but every team in this league, you put them in any other league and they're going to be a top two team. Probably. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Especially this year. Arguably, we have six teams in our league that could be the top team in other leagues, in, in any other league in America. Oh, yeah, and uh, we've said it a thousand times. We always argue this just because we play in the Big 12 and you see how much of a grind it is and how there's really no easy opportunities. The Big 12 is the best basketball conference in America, top to bottom. Like, you're talking about going away to every single game, coming home and playing every single game. That's the hardest conference, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And this is the best I think it's been any. Oh, it's... I think... I, it's, I really it's do think it's been. I think it's better than any... At any point that we were in the... That me and you played in the Big 12. I think it's... I think it's better. I, I really do. I mean, there's just so much... So much talent top to bottom. You have... Every night, there's... Everybody... We we say this. Everybody has a chance to beat anybody in the Big 12. But it is really a factor this year. Oh, yeah. that, that... I think it's gonna... It's gonna add up to a crazy Big 12 champion... Or Big 12 champion race. It's gonna be insane coming down to those last... One or two games. Just have a in a five loss team this year. Like in reality, you have a if you lose five games, if you if you could if you could shake my hand right now and automatically us like being for sure in five game, I would feel pretty comfortable in our position in the Big Twelve race. Yeah, unless someone takes off, but I really don't think that anybody's going to pull away because of the fact that hey, I mean, what's our what's K State's schedule? I think you go at Florida or Florida at home, and then you go play. KU at Kansas, go play Baylor at home, and the, or go play TCU at home, maybe, or go play, and then go play Texas at home. It's like, do you want, like, any of those games is like, dang, those, those, are, those are tough games, and like, I think we, like, being in Kansas, you understand, like, when you're at the top of the pack, everybody's gunning for you. Oh, yeah. every, each and every night, like, you're going to get everybody's best shot, and that that is definitely the case uh, for K-State, who's uh, leaving the pack right now. And we brought and we brought this up before. We we actually kind of skipped over it, but you look at the three games we lost, and a lot of people are going to start feeling this about the Big 12 now as well. When you go play away at one of those ranked teams' places, and we're Kansas, that's the biggest game of the year for them. 100%. And so if you're telling me K-State's not going into Iowa State, on Tuesday night when they, they had their second loss in the Big 12 and going and playing a 14th ranked Iowa Iowa State as a, as a number five in the country, mm-hmm. you don't think that Hilton Coliseum is absolutely Turn. 
jumped. Oh my god! The place is, is going to be unreal. Uh, we having played there, the two of us, like it's it has all the makings of a great basketball yeah. arena. Everyone in there can get that place going. Their their student section is is really when it's good, it's oh, good. They they they, are, they should laugh at they that. should laugh. It's good. You know they, you know they do their research and they they bring out stuff that uh, makes guys that they're yelling at smile because they're like oh hey those guys yeah. did their research like no they they know my girlfriend's name my brother's name and my ex girlfriend. Yeah, they just an ex girlfriend from my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, they do it. But uh, so that so that's interesting. I mean, moving on now, I, I want to jump into a little bit of quite Q and A from our fans and a little bit of hot takes. They uh, they did a great job. Sent us a ton of questions, allowed us to really have some more material. So if you want to start us off, hit us hit us with the the first of the questions. We got them yeah. all written down okay, here. So, Fancy little uh, yeah yeah. Fin- get a little see great handwriting actually. All right, so we're if he gonna doesn't say so himself. <laughs> yeah, this this one's fantastic. Um, so this is this one honestly this this kind of is brought up not every week, but like it's said every single week, regardless if we're winning or losing. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, how many times has coach called the team soft this week? Oh, I I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of opportunity over all the years for him to call the team soft. I mean, yeah. I think he's called me soft probably more more times in the last six years than I've ever ever heard the word soft come out of anybody else's mouth. That's the first thing that comes to his mind too. Like you know, when you have an insult and like you have one straight up insult, like Coach Self is soft. Like if he can't think of anything, he's throwing the soft. He's throwing soft out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think uh, Coach Self is soft. I. Just, just in case coach watches this, yeah, I don't think you're soft, coach. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm all good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I ran away from that. But uh, no, it definitely. He's, I mean, you got to you got to be coaching hard. But at the same point in time, everybody's everybody's looking to to get back on the right track. Nobody, nobody at the University of Kansas men's basketball wants to lose. Like no one wants to lose three in a row. Like that. This oh, no, it's nothing they want to do. Trust me, they're going to do everything in their power to to get this thing. Back on back on track, and and I think with a Hall of Fame coach and and the coaching stuff that we have, this is this is gonna happen. Uh, the guys are are bought in for what I can what yeah. I can see. Um, this is the point in the year where it's it's gonna make us if we if we turn it around. Like it it'll it'll look good for us if we turn this around right now. Yeah, and uh, we're later in the season. I mean, like we're not obviously late in the season, but we're at the end of January. So this is when you start tapering off. If you haven't learned the basic stuff, you either taper off or you're getting ready to take off yeah take off but like the coaching style tapers off like yeah yeah, yeah. there's not much he can teach you now like he can't go back and teach you the stuff you should have been teaching you in boot camp because if you don't get it then he's there's no shot of you getting now he's not going to waste his time trying to explain that little thing he's going to work he's going to adapt and try to work with what he has that goes into one of the other questions they talked to us about Ernest and Zuby with uh with their progression like what they asked why aren't they playing why aren't they playing more I, I look at that and I, I think of Coach Self builds his trust in you in practice. That's 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 where it all starts. And I think those guys, once they start to to play better in practice and they start to show him what he sees he needs to see in practice, they'll they'll he'll let them play more in the game and he'll have the impact of the game more. I think both of those guys have the opportunity to do it. They all they both have the physical attributes to do it. You look at Zuby and Ernest, both are freak athletes, both have incre- have have built their bodies up in the offseason. I talked to Ramsey a couple of days ago. He said both of those guys put on ten pounds. Yeah. Like that's that's they're big. They're they're big, big dudes. Guys. Once they get that trust from coach, and once they start to have that trust in themselves, like having so, like your own confidence is so important in this game. Like and being a young guy, it's it's a little bit harder to do. And especially like when you're in a three game skid, you're like, oh, like am I good enough to help us? Like, no, you're good enough. Like you yeah. wouldn't be here if you weren't good enough. So go out there and and, and show it to us. I mean, I'm excited to see. See, to see what they bring to the game because I think for us to be a to be a our best we have to have one of those two guys if not both of them come out and give us eight to ten minutes a piece for us yeah. to be a great team yeah for sure and I mean going back to the point where like building your trust and talking about the mentality point of it being at Kansas is very very mentally challenging mm-hmm. coach self is not out of pocket at any point and not anything but he demands a ton and I'll, there are certain people that can accept that, and there's certain people that can't. And so I feel like as a freshman, you have to break through that barrier of thinking. Yeah. You have to trust yourself. And then once coach sees that you trust yourself and you can do these things without... And you have confidence. And you have confidence. And guess what? If you aren't doing the exact right thing, uh-huh. if you're doing it 100 miles an hour, you're getting extra possessions, and you're not letting your man score on you... Mm-hmm. He'll play you the whole game. You couldn't know. You really could not have a single play. 
all the big guys need to do from like the young the young big guys, all they need to do is go out there, set good screens, run to the rim, and play defense. All you need to do. He's not looking for you to go out there and, yeah. and score a lot of points. Like we we can ha- we have other guys that do that. Set a good screen for them. If you set a good screen, you're going to catch a lob. And then once you catch a lob, you're starting to feel yourself a little bit more. Then you're going to get a drop off and you're going to get fouled and you're going to make, you're going to make some free throws and then you see the ball go in the hoop and then, and then it starts to snowball a little bit. Yeah. I think that also like our fans are very, like not, I'm not talking down bad or down, but it's like everyone expects someone to come off the bench and give us a spark. (laughs) But when they think about spark, they think about, okay, Ernest comes off the bench, has a 20 point double, double, a spark is going and creating energy when he plays his little three, four minutes. Yes. Work even. Yeah. Get even or increase it by one. That's, I mean, if you increase it by more, great. You keep it even. You did your job. Yeah. You allowed, you allowed KJ to get a break. And instead of having to play 36 minutes a game, now KJ can play 30. Like it's, sure. it's, it's going to allow him more, more time to be effective. And, and if he gets more rest, then, now KJ becomes more effective, and now he's now he doesn't foul out like you saw against Kansas State. Like there's going to be things that Ernest and Zuby playing better and giving us serviceable minutes do for other people. Yeah, and I mean you think about the K State game as well. If you're coming in the game early in the game and playing those three four minute stretches where you're playing good, creating energy and just getting the confidence going, then maybe in those last couple minutes we have more trust in those guys and those plays go a little bit differently because they also have confidence in themselves. They've already seen the game. They've seen the speed of it. It's different than sitting on the bench for 25 minutes, 35 minutes, whatever it is, and then being put out there, away game, absolutely rock. Yeah. Be like, yeah, hey, let's go get game point. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's tough. 100%. Next question. I I, want to talk about the refing in the Big Twelve this year. What what is your? I know you've I know you've had some opinions about it. Um, what is what is what what is your feeling? What is uh what is something you, you think about that? And and how do you think that it impacts us as Kansas and basketball in general? In general, so I don't even like to talk about it from a Kansas aspect because everybody. I mean, like I keep on bringing up Twitter, but it's like that's the that's the thing I watch after games. It's like you look at K State Twitter and Iowa State Twitter and Kansas Twitter. They all sit there and they argue and. Like, oh, the ref screwed us this game. The refs, the refs, they argue about who complains about the refs the most. Yeah. But I just really think, like, they're the refs of the Big 12 have had way too much of their hand inside these games and really, like, in pivotal key moments. And that's a disservice to not only the teams on both sides. I mean, there are certain parts of the Kansas-K-State game that K-State could have broken off a 10-point, 15-point lead, mm-hmm. and they got we got four bailout calls. Yeah, and then hey, we climbed back in, and we had our shots break away, and then they called another four. It's like you watch those games; we're top five in the country. They're top tw- they're top fifteen. It's the biggest game we've had in our like little rivalry in a couple of years, and we're gonna watch a sixty-five or however many sixty-plus free throw game with thirty-six fouls. Yeah, I think three-hour game. That's it. That's I don't think outrageous. anybody. I don't think though. Granted, you have to you have to ref the rules of basketball. And there's there are certain things, but at, to an extent, like. The game is, has to be played with some rhythm, has to be oh played with some free, yeah. some free flow to it. And and I think it would be, I, it's more of a disservice to the game to call so many fouls than it is to let it play. Um, as you know, like, as a player, you know going into that game in the first five minutes how a game's going to be refed. If, yeah. if, you, if you come out and now they call two fouls on Dewan for playing how Dewan plays, or if they let him, if they let yeah. him play, like it, then then you know, then you know, and also like I think a big problem with the Big Twelve rest has been that first five minutes. Usually, you can tell, mm-hmm. and it's been so inconsistent. Like they'll let that first five minutes, they'll play, and then they'll have a two minute stretch where they call everything, yeah. and then they'll have another three minutes. So they call nothing. Or if the calls are seven to two, you know, you it's already gonna, know. Yeah, in the next has, three minutes, it's going to be seven to seven to seven. Terrible. It's so it's. I I think that needs to be. No, granted, I like. I mean, the refs are all great guys. Like, you start to you build a relationship. Th- a ton of pressure on them. throughout the time you're in college, and they're all great guys. Like, nothing against them personally, but I think there needs to be there needs to be some more flow and some rhythm to it. Yeah, oh no, for sure. Yeah, it's very hard drop. It's very, very. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, the sixteen thousand people every single night screaming at you that you did something wrong, even though you're trying to do your job. So I, I, I get that. Hats off to them. But still, I want to. Say, I, I, I had to. I had to. Yeah, yeah I had to say. It. I, I had, had to, to bring it. my frustrations out. 
Who do you think needs to step up the most against Kentucky? Where do, where do you think we need to get that that jolt from, that little boost of energy? Is it a guard? Is it a big? Is it the starters? Is it the bench? Where are we at? So I think you look at this, and there's a, there's a ton of answers. There's so many answers, and obviously you want the team to play perfect. You can say, you can say hey, I want DeJuan to score the ball more. You can say, hey, I want KJ to rebound the ball more. You can say, I want Kevin to, to make more shots. You can say, I want whoever. Like You can say there's so many different options here, but I think that honestly our biggest weakness right now is just the bench. And it's just because we can't give consistent minutes. I think that you have that one guard off the bench play well and one big off the bench play well. Give At least 20 minutes. Yeah, you need 20 minutes. There, there's For the five starters, or for the five people that are on the court, at any given time in a game, there's 200 minutes. You need yeah. to give 20 minutes from that somewhere on your bench for us to really hit our potential. And I think yeah. the guys that have the opportunity to do that, Bobby, Joe, any of the bigs on the bench, whoever steps up it's going to be one of them is going to step up they they have to yeah. for us to be good they have to and uh, not even step up like we said earlier not even step up and score 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 hey step up hey get right. a stop get in block a shot Ernest, if you get in or zigby if you get in if they can guard osher one-on-one change the game. Out, oh my god the game being not over but yeah changes the game they're it's, 10 points worse and it allows kj to get some rest and it allows him to not be put in positions where, oh, I'm tired, so now I, I swipe at a ball instead of going to try to block it, and now I have another foul. Like it it gives us it gives us the ability to do a lot more stuff out there on the court. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I love I mean, yeah, it, that's all I gotta say about that one actually. Next question. You know, let's see, let's see. Um do, uh, here's a good one. This is a little interesting. One of the questions we we were asked when we posted this on social media is what do you think of allowing midseason transfers and playing immediately? So I'm against it. I'll let you say your opinion first, and I'll rebuttal off of it. But I'm completely against it. I think that the whole NIL stuff's a mess. I agree. Everyone should get paid, but there's certain things that are loopholes mm-hmm. that this would just cause an absolute shit show. Yeah, because you, you imagine, like, think about this, like, it would be great if we got some guys and and they put they they came and played well. But what happens when a guy leaves from Kansas? Like, whoa, we think like, we. I would I would like to think that wouldn't happen. But if it happened, everybody everyone would be up in arms and saying, "Oh, this is horrible! This is horrible! Why did this happen?" Yeah. So that there so there's some there's some give and take to it. I think people should should be allowed to transfer, but I don't think they should be allowed That's to transfer mid year, unrestricted free agent, and you have a guy that played on played on Kentucky is now playing on Duke. Or, yeah. yeah you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's, there's some things yeah. that we said about that. Uh, NIL is a crazy world. I think it's it's a good thing people are getting paid. I think it's it's a good thing. I think they're getting they're getting compensated for their name, image, and likeness. But at the same point in time, there needs to be uh, there needs to be some some uh, restrictions on it that, that uh, allow for us to yeah, to not have that happen. For sure. And I also think that everyone thinks in a perfect world, hey, we're just missing this piece. We're just missing, hey, we just need, if we've got Oscar on Kansas, we'd be great. You got to think that, hey, sometimes that's not going to work out. There's going to be, and that's going to happen a ton because college basketball isn't like the NBA where they know it's a they know it's a business. They know, hey, if you're trading for a veteran guy in playoff time, you know that's a veteran guy that knows how to handle himself in the locker room, knows how to sit there and go over the film go over the plays, learn all the schemes. Like, I think that's a th- thing that people don't realize is that there's a ton of schemes, a ton of defensive stuff that you have to come in and and uh, memorize. And I think a lot of people would transfer out and everyone would think it was great. They probably wouldn't play as much because they would never be able to gain. They wouldn't be able to gel with their team quite like yeah. to, to to make their team better. I mean, I think I think it it takes you six months to to figure out the system and figure out yeah. the uh, the... the how to gel with the the coach and how to gel with the the other guys on the team. Yeah, and also like I've I've just had this thought in my head: How mad would you be as a player on that team if we if you got somebody from another place and he wasn't gelling well, and we just let him go out there and play and pretty much rode or died with the fact that we got that guy and hey, it just never ends up working out. He never actually catches. Yeah. So there's there's a, there's a lot of things from a from a team standpoint that that that's not quite the. I don't think that's a great way to, to handle to handle college basketball, and I think that I think that uh, it would be doing a disservice to the guys on the team that have been there since since day one and and since the beginning of the season, and 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 putting in that work. 
And I would say it would be very entertaining to watch that though. Like, it, hey, at second semester, be like, okay, like, Kansas just so literally has a trade. Like, if it was a college trade deadline, but free agency deadline, where people are just like, that would be absolute elite media. That oh, is so much fun to watch. But yeah. As what would you ball and here it comes. As a team aspect of it, like, we're thinking as for Kansas, like, yeah, I would never, honestly, would never enjoy that. Yeah. No. All right. Let's move on to this next one. Next, next question. It's more of a hot take, and, and uh, we were asked, "Do you have you heard rumors of the coach self retiring? What uh, what 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 have you heard about that, Chris?" Uh, that was the only thing I've I've actually heard about that. When we were reviewing all the Q and As and stuff, we got uh, that was the first time I heard that take. Yeah, I uh hear that, and I, I mean I see that question, and I I think Coach Self is a competitor. I think he wants wants to go out there and and, and give his team the best chance to win and and do it for Kansas and. And I really, I mean, he, but what Coach Self is going to do is what he wants to do. And I, I think he, uh, I think he wants to, he loves basketball and he wants to impact the lives of the guys on his team. And and he's got a great staff and of people around him. He's got a great administration. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't think that he's going to. Um, but an interesting kind of spin off of that is: Do you think Coach Self, if he wins a national championship in the next five years? Do you think he would retire off of that? I would say that's more likely than having a bad year. Like you said, he's a competitor. If the chances of him retiring, and this is obviously like all speculation. Like we have no actual. Yeah, I have no. I, we have no actual information. This is all just because we know Coach Self personally. Uh-huh. I would give him better chance to retire after a national championship than he would after a bad season. He would never consider that simply for the fact that he would never be able to live with the fact that he walked away being in his mind, remembered by that season. So would you would you trade a national championship but knowing Coach Self would retire after? Dude, that is, that's so hard. That's so hard. That's so hard because, I mean, there's, there hasn't been a coach besides like John Wooden and Coach K, like, and Coach K later in his year started having his down years or whatever who's been as consistent as Coach Self. Would I give up that consistency for another national championship? I, I look at it like this. I think I think Coach Self, if if we did win another national championship, he he, he deserves to to make whatever decision makes him happy. Now, if that's he gets to hang out with his grandkids more, then good for him. And if that answer is he wants to coach another 10 years, then I think the University of Kansas would love that. Oh my God. Everybody every, and every fan would love that. But at the end of the day, I think, a national championship are so sought after, and I think they're so important. If he gets three, I mean, he's already in rarefied air right now with his two. If he gets three, I mean, he's he's easily a top three, top five coach of all time. I I, th- I think it's I think it's impressive already. But adding another one to it would just be so special. I think. I mean, obviously, we're biased. I think he's a top five, regardless of it. Yeah. This question was asking, like, the five years, would you take one for him to retire? Do I want Coach Self to win a national championship again? Yes, I would. Do I want him to retire? No. <laughs> so that's, that's the problem. Like, I don't not want him to win a national championship. I, if we could win one every single year for the next 15 years and have Coach Self as our coach, I would say yes every single time. I only want to win that. Like, when you come to Kansas, you think about one thing. Obviously, you love to win the Big 12, but that to you is honestly, like, a right a to required. go like you it's not a right yet you, you, you it's a requirement like you have to go in and put the work in to win the big 12 like that yeah. it's, it's almost it's almost it's not a, negotiable for us yeah you you win the big 12 and so when you come in that's your expectation but your goal is to win a national championship you ask everyone who comes in here anyone that coach self would recruit have in here is never going to say i want to be a first round draft pick next year i want to be the Naismith Player of the Year. Like, no, their answer to that question is what you want is a national championship. A national championship. There's a reason we break down every huddle with Natty Champs. Like, we're we're trying to win a national championship. We're trying to go out there and, and give something back to the university that's done so much for each and every one of us and to the fans that have done so much for us as well. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, this is a consistent, consistency with Coach Self. You never know what you're going to get out of the next hire, regardless if it's a great hire or not. But if this man could live to infinity, I would have him as Kansas basketball coach for the next million years if if it was possible. Good question coming up here. Big 12 team you have disliked the most and you can't say Kansas State. Which is probably both of our answers, but outside of Kansas State, who do you not like? I think this is the easy one, Texas. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, yeah. You, honestly, if you're going to say K-State, like, don't include K-State. You got to say don't include Texas. Because that is like, I mean, when I saw that question, when I saw no K-State, like, I immediately thought Texas. Like, when we lose to Texas. Dude. It's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, and, and, we, and we've lost down there a couple of different times. Um, they've always had good teams, and, and I just can't stand losing to Texas. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I, I, hate, I hate Texas in general. I hate losing them in football. I mean, obviously, we didn't have a shot for a while, but beating him in football was like it's the baddest dude. That was so best. much fun. The best. But lo- shout out Jared Casey, baby. Yeah, shout out Jared Casey for that one. Uh, if think about it, when we lost to Texas at home, uh, when was that? Was that that was twenty nine? That was 2020, 2021. We got ran by him at home. Okay, and that was a COVID year. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that may have been one of my least favorite losses at Kansas. Yeah, no, I, I, I gosh, that sucks. I can't. I can't stand losing to them. I mean, even one of like one of our coaches went there, and then we had a, our our strength trainer went there, and then that just it just I don't know, that that puts the nail in the coffin for me. I just yeah. I just couldn't stand over that. They're taking our people, and and I hate losing to them because whenever you go down there, they're always they're always trying to get on us pretty hard, and 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 I'm not a fan of that. And I think that uh, I think that if we can handle business against them this year, I'll be a, a way happier person. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't take much. I mean, it took they they did take two of our coaches, a strength coach and assistant coach, but they were pretty high on my list, anyways. Before that, yeah, they were they're very high, so they just confirmed themselves in the top two. Yeah, for sure. So the next two questions we got uh, this this first one it says seems like the spacing and movement of the offense has been off since day one. Do you think this is because we lack a five man? And the other question, which is very similar to this, says we're going to do them together. Will not having a true big man hurt us down the road? I I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I really do think we have a true five men, and I think it's Ernest and Zuby, and I think that they have to come into their role. It's not like we don't have them; they're there. They just have to play more confident, like we like we stated before. But uh, what do you think, Chris? Do you think uh, you think that's kind of mucked up our spacing and our, our our movement a little bit? So I just think that if you watch Kansas basketball over the last. I mean, really the last 20 years, you always see a five-man and we run so many plays to him getting angles and just certain things to get him certain catches. Do I believe KJ is a true five and can play the five position? Yes, a thousand percent. KJ has been playing great and he's honestly increased his role as the season's gone on. His short roll game has been absolutely Unreal. He's got a little jumper. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. Does he get angles and we run all these different plays to him, like we did for Dave, like we did for Dove, like we did for Deidre, like we did for you. Like, no, we don't really have that. Mm-hmm. Could Ernest and Zuby be that? Yes, because they're they're bigger, they're taller. KJ's just not a post guy. Yeah, he's a true five for sure. He can guard fives. Um, will his rebounding rate be as high as some of those other guys? No, but I think we do have a, a legit five. But we do need in my opinion, we need a backup five. We need a consistent guy that we can come out there. KJ gets two fouls. Guess what? We aren't losing. We are, we're not losing something with putting this guy in the game. Yeah, we aren't losing. And I'm not saying we are losing something, but I mean, you think about it. We get Zach out there. We can play the game the exact way if we get Zach out there mm-hmm. as well. A pick and pop. Cam's obviously injured. Mm-hmm. Zuby and Ernest are just going to give you the most traditional Kansas look. Mm-hmm. And they are very large guys that if they can just figure out to play defense and sets good screens and not be in the way on offense, then we'll we'll be in a we'll be in a better spot. There are zero there are zero points, ten rebound guy and they're the best player in the game type of person. Yeah, and everyone's talking about them after the game. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with offense. It has all to do with defense. Yeah. So I uh I think looking forward to this Kentucky game, it's gonna be important to see who can go out there and who can give us a look against against Oscar who is one of, if not the best big guy in in all of college basketball. Um, he was great last year against us. They they really they really whooped us in the field house. And I think that there's going to be a little something added to this game just because what happened last year, and we're looking to break this three game losing streak. Yeah, and back to this questions about the five man. Yeah, we're definitely going to find out on Saturday. Yeah, like it's there is no doubt he will figure out where we stand big guy wise yeah we have absolutely no choice and we had dave and i last year and oscar really he he gave gave it to us last year we didn't play we didn't play our best basketball and and, yeah and it it hurt us but that high that that high caliber player and he's not the most skilled man in the world he tries so dang hard he tries so hard i i I swear it's a talent these days is 
if you try hard, that's a talent. Oh my god! Oh yeah, he he goes out there and he competes. He's going for every every board. Like that's like playing against a guy like that is exhausting. It's exhausting. It's almost like damn it, like here he goes again. Like you can't just like not like you can't take any plays off. He's gonna go. He's gonna go try and rebound every single time. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's gonna work to angles uh, against against some of our bigs, and he's gonna try and push him up the lane and get and get uh get the ball thrown over the top to him. So yeah. I'm excited to see how how it uh how it turns out and and see the game plan that coach has for them. Yeah, and also it's like, yeah, you talk about the angles, you talk about just sitting there and back people down. Really, it's the wear and tear on these guys. Yeah. yeah. He's going to sit there and he's going to physically abuse you. Every single play. And it's not... Whether that just be laying on you, trying to make yeah. you box him out, like, he might not even try to get the rebound. He's just going to lay on you and make you make you box him out every he, single time. He can do it with 50% energy. Yeah. And feel like it's 100. And that stick means- one arm and stick one arm up and get three rebounds by not even trying. Yeah, and hold and hold three of our guys off with his right four, yeah. left forearm and grab yeah. his right hand. Like, that dude is just that physically strong and gifted that it is, he mean, he, he changes the whole game. We're going to find out. We're going to, yeah, we're going to find out a lot. There's Real not going to gonna be another big guy we play unless we go play Gonzaga that's going to be at any kind of level that um, Oscar is. Yeah, for sure. Close. For sure. I completely agree. All right, so we're going to go to our last question, the Q&A. Uh, what do you? Uh, how do you keep the team morale up in a stretch like this? And uh, what do you think it is like in the locker room? So, being having been in these situations, both of us play, have played on a team that lost three in a row. Uh, it's it's all about it being just us. It's it's us in the locker room. It's the coaches. It's it's the support staff. It's just us. Like, we have to we have to go out there. And we have to know that we got to put in work and we have to produce. Like, we got ourselves here. How are we gonna get ourselves out of it? Uh, with with being in these situations, it's all about leaning on your leadership, leaning on the older guys in that locker room. And I think that we have some great vets in there, whether that be Dewan or Jalen. Like there's their guys, Jank even. I mean, the guys yeah. that have been around and seen seen a situation where it hasn't been hasn't been as bright as others might might hope it would be. But uh, I think it's all about leaning on leaning on your leadership. And hey, the morale in the locker right now is probably very low, but that's the challenging and greatest part about this. You were at rock bottom. What everybody's going to do in that locker room, regardless if you play a minute, regardless if you're a coach, regardless if you're a trainer, whatever aspect on the team, managers, everybody, they're going to look themselves in the mirror. If they're the Kansas basketball team that I know, all the guys that I played with last year, that we played with last year, and all the and the culture that Kansas has, they're all going to look themselves in the mirror and they're going to ask themselves, what can I do? What can I do more? And then, and that's and at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. I mean, if everybody gives one percent more in that locker room, we're gonna be so much better. So better. And I was sitting there thinking about how many guys are on the team, how many coaches are in the locker room. Yeah, no, I I was, I was like, like, we're gonna be thirty six percent better. Yeah. Yeah. That was too much. Was you know, people. Was too much. I've been out of college for like what, like six months now, guys. Then give me a break. But I mean, also we're like, you can't get any better by always going up. You cannot get better by just always having it be good, all the sunshine. Yeah, hippos, hippos, getting pats on the back. Good job, buddy. Huh. It's like you learn your, you learn the most about yourself through adver- adversity. I mean, and, and this is a little adversity. And as as Jocko would say, good, good. We're having some adversity. We've lost finger up. Good. Yeah. How are you? Gonna do, how are you going to do in in in, uh, in in the fourth round? So we're we're looking to go back out there. We're looking to take this, and and we're gonna we're gonna use it to to make ourselves better. So there's. There's a uh, there's some positivity to that, and I think not everything is lo- negative in the locker room. Everybody's thinking of okay, well this bounce back is going to be crazy. Well, everyone, well, that's well, the only thing that well this bounce back is going to be crazy. Like that 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 needs to be the look that I think our fans take as well. I mean, keep supporting the guys, keep keep giving them giving them uh, you guys' love, and and they're gonna they're gonna represent you well. And, I mean, teeing off on that point, it's like yeah, hey, we lost on Saturday away. But we lost on Monday away. Yeah, that was terrible. They got back on Tuesday. Tuesday was a dragish day. Wednesday was a dragish day. By Thursday, we're completely moved on. We're moved on. We're also sitting there and we're reading every like they're reading every one of the tweets. Yeah. They're reading all the news. We're using it as motivation. We're using it as motivation. But at the same point in time, like we're taking all the good things from this and we're leaving all the bad stuff behind. Yeah. The sun came up the next day, as Coach would say, and we're moving on. But now and now we're the guys that get to go out there and be like. I mean, I'm sure like Coach Self does all the time. Like he'll sit there and read a quote, and he'll just like look at everybody and give them a little smile and start laughing and be like, 
God, this is going to be fun. Like, yeah. Like he, he, <laughs> he takes something that somebody says and he sits down to our film session and says, hey, and reads off the quote and looks at us and says, okay, we can either sit here and be and keep getting beat on or we can flip the script and laugh at them in two weeks. So I'm, I'm excited. I hope it's the, I hope it's the latter. I hope we're, we're sitting here laughing at, laughing at the people that were telling us, oh, Kansas is going to finish, finish the middle of the pack and we, okay, we'll see. Middle of the pack. Yeah, we'll nice. see. That's a bunch of that's a bunch of BS. But okay, now let's leave all the bad stuff in the past. We've all dwelled on it for so long. We're four days removed almost from the from the last loss. And there as much as there's bad to take away from each one of these games, there's good in it too. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. You look at Jay Will, I mean, the dude, he had a he had his little slump. I wouldn't even consider it a slump. If you really look at his numbers, you'd be like, Yeah, I'll take that from anybody. Double digits and Six plus rebounds, eight rebounds, whatever it was in his little. Slump. His slump was like eighteen points a game. Like, wow, I wish my slumps looked like that. Yeah, he was shooting forty percent from the field, so everyone's gonna cry. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal. But in these last three games, I mean, dude, he's playing. He's playing the. He's the Naismith Player of the Year. If you just, if the season ended right after these three games, yeah, like, like he's he's putting up great numbers. I, I think you look at another positive is Grady. He 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 struggled in the first first two of this of our skid, and then. We really brought it on in this last game. I think he uh, he's getting some confidence back. And if you get Grady giving that secondary scoring, and then you get guys like Kevin McCuller and then Dewan to start to, to start having a little bit more confidence on the offensive offensive side of the ball, then then I think we're gonna be we're gonna be a great spot. I think Jay Will is playing unbelievable basketball right now. I think I think Jay, how did you say? I mean, we're forgetting about KJ. Yeah, we're forgetting about KJ. The, the dude's out there guarding guys that are six eleven. And six ten, and and playing his butt off, and what is he averaging over the last? He's producing offensively yeah. as well, which is which is something that I I don't think Kansas fans were like, oh KJ is going to be out there and be an offensive weapon. I'll I'll admit this right now. I love KJ. I love the way he plays. I love that great grind. If you would have told me the man would be averaging what like sixteen or fourteen through Big Twelve play at the beginning 12. of the year, I. But- yeah, I'm kidding. I would have been like, no, okay, yeah, all right. What, what, what? No, what's going? I, I am, I am KJ's number one fan. Oh, yeah. I think he's, I think he's done a great job for us. I mean, his jump from freshman to sophomore year has been comparable to that of like Cole Aldridge and guys and guys oh, like that. Very, very rare. Who, who have really taken that jump and taken their teams to the next level? And I think if he continues to 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 give us this, uh, to give us this spark, I mean. I don't know if he's going to be around for another three years. I think he has the he has the talent and the the skill to to go play professionally. Yeah, and let's take a closer look at Grady as well. He's an he was an incoming freshman, and I mean, dude, he's a five star basketball. We got we got a ton of questions about is is Grady going to be a one and done? Do you think Grady's a one and done? I'll say my answer. I think Grady is a phenomenal basketball player. I think he has the ability to play in the NBA next year. I think he will make. A lot of money playing in the NBA next year. I think he should play in the NBA next year. I want him to play Kansas, but if he continues to play at the level he's playing and he shoots the ball so pure, so pure. I mean, yeah, it's really up there. Him and Svee on who's the most pure jumper uh, coming or from Kansas. It's just so fast. I mean, you have. I've seen stuff with CJ Moore on how he breaks down the game, and teams completely shift to him. They're so worried about him getting a quick shot off that they're leaving other guys easy opportunities. So I think that impacts the game a lot. Um, I think it's similar to how Svee did. But Svee was doing it in his junior, senior year, whereas Grady is doing it as soon as he walked in the door. So yeah. I, I really I really think Grady can play in the NBA next year. I, I hope he does. But at the same time, I want him to play Kansas again. It'll be interesting to see how much NIL impacts that. Because there's guys that are playing in college that are making more than they, than they would make on their rookie contract. I think, yes. But at the same time, I don't think many of them are lottery picks. I think that Grady is a lottery yes. pick. If he, if, he, if he maintains his play of that he has had over, over the beginning of the year, I think he'll be a lottery pick, and I think he should, he should for Grady, go play in the NBA. Yes, and I think that the Baylor game confirmed the fact that he should be a lottery pick. Yes, you come those those non conference games. Yes, they're hard. We have a good, lot of great competition, but in the Big Twelve, that's when teams scout you. That's when we run. Those the are the same, games that NBA GMs look at. Yeah, we have run the same plays for however long. Uh-huh. If we run L down, 
they, they're going to know that. Yeah. Oklahoma State's going to know that. Boynton's coached against us however many times. Like, he's going to know that play. So can Grady speed himself up in his movements to get open without the ball and be able to set himself but not be rushed in his shot? Yeah. I think that's that was what was proven against Baylor. I think before, his shots never looked bad, but there were sometimes they looked hurried and they just weren't going in. He proved that he can be fast but also be calm collected when he goes up to shoot it. I think that right there was enough evidence for me. I was already sold on it, but it was enough evidence for me to be pretty, pretty like, yeah. Yeah, happened. for sure. We're, I mean, we're, 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 we're in on the, on the Grady train. And, and, uh, I think that, uh, Jay will is, uh, is doing enough right now that if he continues that we're, we're going to be okay. Things are, things are great. If any other university in, in America is having a season that we're having, I think they're, they're, they're happy with it. And, oh, yeah. and, Kansas fans need to be need to be uh, understanding of not everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. We need to have some adversity. Uh, there's without without any pressure, there's no diamonds. So I think that we're building some diamonds right now, and and hopefully we can uh, make a deep run into March and and give ourselves a, a chance to compete for another championship. Yeah, I, I, you sum it up perfectly. Hey, moral of the story: Yes, it was terrible. Did it make me want to crawl into a hole and cry? After each one of those losses, yes, equally as much on each one of them. I just like, like I think being in Kansas, you hate losing, and it's just it's instilled in you. Yeah. And but same point, time sometimes you're not gonna win every game. Yeah, and you, I mean we expect we expect to win. The sky's not falling. Things are gonna be okay. And I also think that yeah, after those after those losses, your emotions are flying high. Like don't think that some of the stuff that we got asked, some of the stuff I saw on Twitter, I was kind of thinking being like, we're yeah. trading with emotion. Like yeah, and now we're all taking a step back. We're thinking we're the okay. voices of reason right here, and that's scary when Chris and Mitchell. <laughs> but yeah, hey, we're taking a step back. Think about it. Everything that everything that's everything that becomes great never comes from something that's great already. It always comes from something that at some point was bad. Got to bounce back. Yeah, that was profound. Hey, I've become a philosopher in my time. Was something something that became great. It had to be worse before it started. Put it on the put it on a poster and, and hang it. Yeah, quote, quote me on that one. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Another great episode. I think we uh, we uh, really gave some insight, and I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I, I hope you guys interact more. The Q and A was fun, and allowed us to to hear from the listeners. And I think it'll it'll allow us to really build a relationship with you guys. And don't don't uh, don't be shy. Give us a Give us your hot takes and, and continue to, to interact. Yeah, hey, we love this episode. It was a lot of fun. I think we're going to do this probably once every episode from now on. Um, we'll we'll try to get guys on the team, obviously, as much as we can, get their insight. But this is very fun. I think it also answers a lot of questions. So whenever you guys have stuff, don't be tweeting mean, terrible shit at us. But give us give us your thoughts. Give us your at, thoughts. at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I mean, this is about this is about you guys. This is, and we're trying to give you guys the the inside look that you're looking for, and the inside scoop on on uh, what on what it means to to be a Jayhawk and what what each uh, each game each game means. So, and what's up? Yeah, we aren't all we aren't all right. We aren't doctor basketballs over right. here at all. But we have a little bit of insight, and we know the way that certain things are working, so we can we can ease some concerns. But hey, thank you guys for tuning in. It's been another episode of Rock Chalk Unplugged with Chris T. Ham and Mitch Lightfoot. Catch you next time, baby. Rock Chalk, baby.